Today in the studios we have Miss Jessie Lynn with the TNT Band, and the band is here. Miss Jessie, would you like to take a moment and introduce the band? Absolutely, folks. This is uh, the TNT Band from the Lebanon Grand Opry House. We have over here on my right, Mr. Glenn Merritt plays a bass guitar, and across from me is Mr. Rick Henderson, who plays the lead guitar and vocals and keyboards and banjos and mandolins and anything he cannot play, but he's here with us tonight. And back here on the back side on the right is Mr. Gary Lee, who does our drums and does some sound work as well for us. So um, welcome, guys. Well, wow, Rick, you do just about everything. I try. I know a little bit about each one of them. I'm not uh, an expert on any of them, but I sure grab a hold and try. (laughs) That's a lot better. All I can do is play a radio, so I appreciate your uh, music and your ability to play. All right, so uh, what what what's coming up? What, what do you guys want to talk about? Well, the Lebanon Grand Opry House, of course, you know, has been shut down in the dark right now because of our nice coronavirus, but everybody's getting through, and we're not, I'm sure we're not the only ones feeling a little bit of punch right now, but um, normally it's a Saturday night or a Friday night, and it's live with uh, the TNT band or special guest bands that we have to come in and do special gigs and sets, Then we got anything from oldies to rock and roll to uh, definitely country, of course, but um, yeah, that's what we're doing. During good times, but bad times are we've kind of converted into a bakery. A couple of folks reached out and wanted to know if my some of my country cooking or baked goods would be available for them because they couldn't get it on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So kind of opened the door to keep that commercial kitchen going. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks is just been baking those good Grand Ole Opry style cakes and pies and stuff and getting it out to the folks. Now, and where, where are you been, located at? We're over here in Lebanon across from the Warren County Fairgrounds at 620 North Broadway here. And it's the old American Legion post. So mm-hmm. we're only easy to find and... The American Legion post, that's a, it's such an icon in our town. We left that on the building so folks can be able to find the American Legion plus the Lebanon Grand Opera So House. do you own the building now? No, I do not. I just lease it okay, from them. Okay, from them. I got, yes. Do they still meet there too? Just they kidding. do. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Once a, a month. Yes, yeah. they're a great bunch of people. That's awesome. That's awesome. So the TNT band performs there mm-hmm. occasionally or all the time? No, nope, usually they're that? the house band, and we bring in special guests from all over the tri-state area that actually audition to be on our show. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we like them, they get to come be a special guest on a Saturday night. Well, we don't have too many we say no to, but I can be a Simon if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, no, I got that spot. The TNT yeah. band's going to perform tonight. Yeah, well, that's happened before. So, so. How, how long have you guys been a band? Uh, well, it's been around since 2006. Mm-hmm. I mean, through the years we get members, and with anything, you have people come and people go. But, you know, right now this is uh, the TNT band, and we've been pretty much together for several years. And uh, fortunate enough to have them stay, and I'll tell you what, very blessed to have them all. Very talented and very excited for them to be back and to be. So it's really good. Now, how did you guys meet? Just music, just here and there. It's hard to say. You know, somebody recommended this one or had learned somebody from church. or It's just the music world is a big place, and everybody knows somebody. I actually auditioned to come down and perform uh, when it was over in the church at Cherry Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesse had me so nervous, I didn't know if I'd be able to sing or not. And uh, invited me back. I got to come down and sing a time or two. And then we crossed paths again when she needed some help and said, would you come play some guitar? And I said, yeah. And then we did the Green County Fair a few years ago. We did. And I've been, 
hiding out in the background ever since. So was it like the American Idol experience where you had to wait for the X or? <laughs> <laughs> no, she made she strung it out even further than that. She came down and got up on stage. The house band was there, and I sang three or four songs. And she said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll call you." <laughs> don't, don't call me I'll call you I'll call you I said okay I walked out of there going well I guess that's the end of that nah. and, and here we are years old it's she been had, a while she had that poker face right you didn't uh, know which way you were going serious is a heart attack hey you can't let them lead them on you know you Gary, never know if they're serious or not do Gary, I want to play here Gary what's your story uh, I was there almost from the beginning wasn't the original drummer but just about yes just about I think the other guy played maybe a uh, a concert or so, but uh, so really off and on. Uh, I think I've been there. How oh. long? I've came and went of several times. Let's so. just say he's been around for about fourteen, fifteen years. Yeah. So yeah, not seasons, actually years. Years, years. <laughs> like yes. these TV shows. Been on ten seasons. Oh, okay, All right. <laughs> well, that's pretty neat. So you, you've always been a percussionist, or? Pretty much. You play other things I started things playing. Well? You know, I grew up in a musical family. Started playing about eight, nine. When you uh, say a musical family, were they actually a band as well, or just they just like music and play? Actually, my mom, dad, and brother had a little trio, and I was too young to, you know. And being a drummer, that doesn't uh, fly in a lot of churches, so uh, especially a long time ago. But no, I was always involved. He's kind hitting of, them drums too hard. Pretty much been there, <laughs> done that. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, I've been involved, uh, you know, whether it was church music, Southern gospel, gospel country, you know, from the early seventies to present day. So what's your favorite thing to play? Just it, not, not, not necessarily on your albums, but just something like Wipeout or something. I mean, it, as a drummer, do you, do you have one thing that you really like to do? Uh, you know, Wipeout, I mean, you know, that was, you know, Ventures was one of my favorite groups growing up but uh uh been there and done that many moons ago um probably something jazz oriented mm-hmm. you know is probably my because it's the difficulty level you know um yeah. you know i kind of like the, like the jazz progressive type things as a drummer to do so now you said your family had a trio did, did they ever record is there albums out there that people can listen to i think there's probably a few different recordings uh uh and my brother's accomplished uh, musician, so uh, he's been a lot of different groups, uh, a lot of different albums. Uh, I think I started, I made my first recording when I was 11 or 12. And who was it that you played for? Uh, actually, it was the Travel Airs, but um, uh, was the first people that I had recorded with, but uh, didn't know I was making a recording until that day. But uh um, she's trying to refer to when I was fairly young and she was fairly young. I did get to do several concerts with Amy Grant back in the oh, day. Oh, that's cool. That is so. cool. Now, were you the drummer at that time? Yes. Well, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I, it's the only thing I can do and don't do that very well. So He's but, very uh, modest. He plays is, them very well. Did, uh, was she touring with Michael W. Smith at that no, time? No, she was, she was on her own, had a guitar player with her. Uh, then when she would go to different cities uh, or anywhere – kind of in a tri-state area she would try to put to put a band together and somebody knew somebody and suggested me even though I was you know in the, my late teens early 20s and and there we went so you, uh, you didn't know you had a tiger by the tail right no no <laughs> me I was just okay this is this is fine you know she, she'll probably 
she'll probably get to be something someday and when's the next ball game so i was always <laughs> sports related so that's what i was worried about so sports related did you play and i keep referring back to your musical ability did you play sports and you was in band and stuff like that yeah from what i understand that's a pretty rare breed either you're a band geek or you're a jock and i found a way to mesh both so, so did I. yeah yeah so did I. you did too yeah band director hated it um, that i played football and the football coach hated it that i played in the band and uh, i would do pre-game go change get in the football uniform play the first half go change into my band uniform march go back and do it all over again well that's pretty cool oh, i got to do both what school was that xenia wow xenia not too far from here so they were like hey get back on that field <laughs> <laughs> they need you don't get hurt don't get hurt. <laughs> that's right, because we need you in the band. Well, that's cool. So I hear, because um, I'm not musically talented, right? So somebody made a joke a long time ago, and they said the best thing about being a bass player is that you get to hang out with the band. That's pretty much true. <laughs> but I also heard without a bass player, you don't have a band. That's true. That's true. I like that. That's true. So I'm, pretty, I'm pretty much like the rest of the guys. I've had eight people in my family, and everybody played an instrument. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I had a brother who uh, died young, and it like to broke my heart real bad. But uh, I'm the only one left of my immediate family right now. I, well, I'll take that back. I have one brother. And uh, I've been on the road with quite a few people. I worked with Crystal Gale and Earl Thomas Connolly. Oh, yeah, Rose Colored Glasses. Uh, we backed up uh, George Jones mm-hmm. and Merle Haggard. When he showed up. Yeah. Right. When he showed up. Well, he showed up for this one because I was working with a guy named Bobby Mackey. And I don't know if you've heard of him or not. But but, uh, he said he had to make his Mercedes Benz payment, so he's going to be there. So that's Mercedes (laughs) Benz. And, of course, that was Glenn. Glenn, what was your last name? Merritt. Uh, With the TNT band. So, yeah, so that's, that's an interesting story. You guys all have different backgrounds, obviously, in your specific background is vocals only or do you play instruments as well well i like to pick it at guitar but that's probably barely get a chance to pick it up but anyhow so no that's why i got these great musicians behind me so let them play i'll just sing now when you were little were you always singing in the house kind of thing <laughs> yeah my dad had a country band and uh we grew up listening to country music good old hank williams senior and yeah. ernest hub and all of those great classics on the radio and uh He'd sit there and play his guitar, and we'd go raid the pots and pans. Literally, it was what we did. So, uh-huh. um, But when we were little, he'd get us up on the stage, and we'd sing from time to time, you know, and that's how we knew what music was all about in our house. We made it, and to listen to it was okay, too, but most of the time, Daddy was always singing. So, Now, what band did he have? What he was, was called Woody and the Woodpeckers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do I need to ask how that came about? I have no idea. Was not about. I'm not really around. Was with your mom in that band? My mom was not in that band. My mom could not carry a tune in a water bucket. No. So she's just a big fan. So you got your looks from your mom and your musical abilities from your dad, or? I guess you could say that. <laughs> Mommy was pretty cute too. So. Did you grow up here in Lebanon? I did. Little town um, called Gintown, right outside of Lebanon, right on 42 North, mm-hmm. headed towards Waynesville. Um, on a horse farm, we had head of horses, I mean, in the, all over the fields, all over the barns. So there had to be about 32 head at one time. And we were 4-H kids, mm-hmm. ran the fairgrounds, did everything we could, knew what to do on a farm, from cattle to horses to dogs to rabbits to chickens. We had it all. So eight eight of us in the family, Mommy and Daddy, and then there was six kids. And I was, A lot of chores. Lots of chores. Lots of chores. And uh, 
an outhouse is something that uh, I'm familiar with because that's what we had on the farm back then. And some people just uh, didn't think that, you know, living when we went to school with the kids, everybody had indoor plumbing. Well, we lived on the old farm and we didn't know any better. That's what we had. And then, but we had the horses and we had the fun and my friends couldn't wait to Mm. come to the farm on a Saturday to come play. And I said, well, the chores have to be done first. We can't go ride. No problem. No problem. Exactly. Man, they jump in and start doing dishes and, bringing in the wood and all that stuff so mm-hmm. yeah there's some, something about my uh uncle that used to go down there and i i graduated in 88 so that kind of dates me as far as that goes but it, it, not too terribly long ago i mean he he didn't have indoor plumbing and that was normal and we'd go down there and spend summers down there and we just had a great time you know just go out this is before everything right before microwaves before vcrs <laughs> before all that stuff but we just had a great time and that that i think um this uh, coronavirus has kind of given us a look back like what can we do now <laughs> to entertain ourselves I'm glad the you worst said that. the worst thing that could happen to the younger generation is now all the cell phone towers get corrupted somehow <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we have a real pandemic on our hands right exactly. like what are we going to do exactly. i've been talking to this lady she seems nice I, that's mom, I think. <laughs> and she cooks. And she cooks. Yeah, no more Taco Bell. I know. What a world. Yeah, is. so growing up in Lebanon was was a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. went to Lebanon High School and uh, didn't get in didn't get into too much sports. I would have liked to, but when you're the oldest girl at six, you got to get home and get the chores done. So got the little siblings to look after, and then there's always dishes to do and mm-hmm. food to cook. So. And that's kind of like where That where must I be stand. where you get it. That must be where I get it. Because she was being very modest earlier because part of the flow of the venue is um, you come to the Lebanon Grand Opry, you come, you can have dinner. Um, there's some really cool TV reruns of Hee Haw that are going oh, on while neat. the crowd gathers. Yeah. And it it is a true community kind of a thing because everybody that comes, comes the first time as a stranger mm-hmm. and they leave as a friend. And when they come back the next time, they're part of the, the Opry family. And that whole evening, it is a great way to go out and spend a good evening with friends and family, um, be able to have a dinner, and then actually be entertained. The folks that Jesse invites to come in and sing are exceptionally talented. And we're, we get tickled and amazed every now and then. She'll say, guy's coming in, he's going to jump up and do a song, and then bang, he steals the show. So every week it's something different, uh-huh. and we, the crowd is engaged, and Jesse's fun to make fun of and pick at while we're up on stage, and it's a, it's a night of good entertainment. Yeah, we want to talk about the venue here in just a little bit, but w- one of the things I wanted to bring out, especially with all the different backgrounds, you have a different background, you have a different background, everybody does. So where does the songs come from? Do you write your own? And if so, how much of your history are you pulling into the songs? For the most part, we do a lot of covers. Um, there might be an artist that we will invite to be on the show that'll want to do original song, mm-hmm. and the band's really talented. But you know, there's only so many original songs you need to learn, and um, the crowd actually likes to sing along to stuff that they know. That makes sense. And that that right there is what we usually focus on is this good classic country covers and um, old time rock and roll and things like that. Just stuff they're familiar with. They like to dance. We have a dance floor. Two steppers out there doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's a so the TNT cool. band is more of a uh, they're the house band. House band which yes. will play cover music. Yes. Or is that, am I saying that right? Yes. I'm not a music guy, so I just want to make sure I'm yes, accurately be, portraying what's going on. Each guest will send us a, a song list in um, oh, okay. earlier to me, and then I will submit that song and the keys and stuff. They sing them in by the artist. They do them by to the guys, and they will learn those as homework, and then we'll come in and run through a rehearsal and 
Six thirty's dinner and seven thirty showtime. So give me the skinny. Is there some some plotting to do your own music and some writing going on behind the scenes that nobody knows we, about? This cat right here. If you ever, if you all can pull up Mr. Rick Henderson on Facebook right now, he's been quarantined for fourteen days, mm-hmm. and he has wrote a song about this coronavirus and being quarantined from somebody else's tune, whether it be Elvira. Or whatever the melody is, but uh-huh. he's made 14 different songs in every kind of outfit you can imagine. Drinking that red Kool-Aid. Now, is, is that on your YouTube page, or is that on? It's on YouTube and it's on Facebook. And it started as a lark. I I do it on stage. Somebody will say something and it'll trigger a, a, a phrase, uh-huh. and I'll make stuff up while we're doing an interlude. And well, I was sitting there bored to death on the first day, and I said. She, my wife's name Sherry. I said, Sherry, listen to this. And I took a tune and threw some words to it. She said, you need to write that down. And she said, let me record it once. And the res- the response was sh- shocking. Um, th- there's a tune on there called I'm Staying at Home um, that I took. I'm digging up bones and wrote oh, a whole yeah. other set of yeah. verses to it. That thing's had 18,000 views and has been around the globe. I, well, for our podcast shocking. listeners, I'm going to put the link down below. So if you're listening to this now, check out the link when you get done listening to the podcast. Yep, just look up there. and uh, It's um, on Facebook and on YouTube. It's Rick Henderson. And I just put them on there for the fun of it. And it's really a test to see if anybody spots the different hats, the different outfits. Are you kidding me? And I like the Where's Waldo. Kind and, of I, and, and I've played a different guitar or instrument on every single one of them just for the fun of it. And the object was maybe we can make somebody smile for about 30 seconds while we're stuck at home doing stuff and worrying about what's going on around us. So entertaining yourself while quarantined is what it was really about. Yeah. <laughs> and entertaining us. We couldn't wait to get home to see what he did next or what he was wearing. And so he's the is he the comedian of the group? He can be. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm just the target. So. <laughs> this is where the drummer would come in. Yeah, exactly. Well, most people gain weight when they're in quarantine like that but i'm just the opposite uh i got used to jesse's cooking when i first met jesse i could uh hide behind a telephone pole and nobody could see me now it takes two telephone poles barely (laughs) barely (laughs) don't let him kid you he's still still young or still a skinny guy for sure i like the young part better yeah well yeah that's true i don't know how our kids get older and we stay younger but that's i ask them that all the time all the time so let's talk about the venue itself. So you arrive, you got plenty of parking um, yeah. and all that stuff, and you walk in. What, what, what do you expect right when you walk in? Well, when there's a line at the door, you know that it's, it's always a good night. But at 6.30, the door's open. The admission price is $12 to get in. And uh-huh. once you get in, you can head on over to the concession and get you what we call a country cooking meal for $5. You can eat um, whatever special we got going on that Tell night. Tell me what that would be. Typical. Uh, typical is there's always a pulled pork dinner there, mm. and that's $5. Mm. And uh, you can get your pulled pork, your green beans or baked beans and homemade coleslaw. And, and then there's always amazing desserts. Mm. So they get that as well. And that's a two- So pulled pork is the house band, right? <laughs> that's, yeah. That's like the... That's, <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, But you never know. I'm like, it's, we have special gigs that we do if we do a luau we'll do a hawaiian thing if Uh tyler christopher comes which is elvis we'll do food that you know maybe elvis would like just kind of keep it themed a little bit so 
Well, that's so, good. Yeah, well, we have good. a great time. So it's twelve dollars to get in, five dollars for that. It sounds like a pretty pretty yeah, economical night. Yep, and, pretty good. And so you get your food. Is there music playing at this time? I'm not at this time. He hauls on the big screen. Okay, so um, oh, keeps good. them entertained yeah. while they're eating their dinner. Yeah. Um, that's about an hour. Seven thirty, the show starts. Up goes the screen. The guys they can eat during dinner if they like. Mm-hmm. Um, or during the show, and then uh, they, the band starts and it's all it's all over till break time and. Then take a little break and come back and do it again. So so that's about how long? It's an hour each set. Okay, so you got about an hour, then a break, 20 minutes or so? Yeah. Yeah, and then go back into the show. We so. do cater to a lot of older folks, you know, that like to come out and eat dinner and watch a show. Yeah. And gives a little bit of opportunity to get out of the house. Yeah, and it sounds like about a three-hour event. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Her, there's an intermission in yeah. the middle. Yeah, she gives quite uh, quite a few free dinners away that night. Yeah, we yeah. give away free dinners, Cracker Barrel card, and... I don't know, this 50 pot, I reckon, that mm-hmm. goes out pr- pretty good. What's an average attendance for you? During the wintertime, it's a little bit lower because we got a lot of people that are called wheel snowbirds. They head to the south, you mm-hmm. know. So anywhere between 50 to 75 uh-huh. is um, wintertime. So not time. too packed. No, and we're yeah. just, we're just good enough to say, you know, we can get up and dance and not be elbow to elbow. Dance? You got a dance floor? We got a dance floor. Oh, yeah. tell me about this. Who cuts a rug on the band? We <laughs> all do. Oh, <laughs> Well, drummer's saying, is it new? No. He's kind of stuck G- in the Gary's like, bit. no. no. So you're providing the beat for them to continue. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They like they like to dance, so, so that's one thing they do. Uh, the band or the group? The group. Yeah, so everybody that comes usually gets up. And... Not everybody. You got a lot of watchers. Yeah, that'd be me. <laughs> I'm not a dancer. What about clogging? You got some clogging going on, Only too? if we eat cheese. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That was a good. That was a quick one. <laughs> and it, and it's a mix of dancers too. If if I decide to take off on some fifties rock and roll, they're up having a great time. Uh, we got some line dancers that love to line dance. Uh-huh. We've got the western two steppers and swing dancing too. And then if we come off with a hold your sweetheart close song, the dance floor will fill up and everybody will hug each other for about three and a half minutes, and it's a lot of fun. Couples only. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's neat. It sounds like a good time. Now, do you? Um, you said you get requests, but do you kind of fill out the crowd and kind of adjust? Depending well, most on of the time our up? show is is done a week before. And like I said, we have special guests that get there. And so I will book entertainers in advance, and then I'll get their song list. Sometimes we get special requests, and we can throw them in. And, but most of the time it's a set just ready to go. Mm-hmm. And they like just about anything we play. So well, that's it's good. always good. Yeah, it's something different almost every, every week. week. Um, the way it's formatted... Uh, you'll have a guest come in and a lot of times that they want to do some original songs. So um, I know for the band um, and it's not for the faint of heart, um, (laughs) you know, she'll send out a, out a song list and some of the songs you might've heard of, they might be an old standard, whether it's classic fifties country. And sometimes depending on the guest, there is, some originals thrown out there. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of just scratching your head. So, uh, so there's a lot of charting and studying uh, way before that show ever happens. Um, so, you know, it it it's nothing to have to chart during the week before that show ever happens. Mm-hmm. Twenty five, thirty songs. Mm-hmm. You know, most everybody will know her her songs. You know, she'll do six to eight. Um, then the band. We'll do some songs, 
that we really don't even get to practice for. It's just something we kind of know. Yeah. Just So that's kind of where the ad lib will come in, you know, off the cuff. But everything else is kind of scripted to that guest. Mm-hmm. And so during the week, you know, you're on YouTube or the guest, you know, whatever – they've sent PDF for you to study or, or to chart to, but, uh, yeah, it, it's not, uh, you know, um, not anybody can just walk through the doors and just sit down and, and be able to do that and do it correctly. Right. Um, so you're kind of at the mercy sometimes of what the guest wants to do. Um, so it's, it's definitely keeps it, keeps it changing, you know, where it's never the same thing from week to week to week. How long have so. you guys been doing this now? Since 2006. Yeah, you said that at the beginning. That was at the old there location? Was, yes, there was um, a little little antique church that I purchased over on Cherry Street. Uh-huh. Um, and it was just the seating, and there was no kitchen or anything. So it was just pretty much a show. And uh, that's where it kind of all started. But when I seen that little church, it just reminded me so much of the Ryman Auditorium down in Nashville with the stained glass windows and yeah. just the feel itself of the old mother church. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, what a great way to do all of that so yeah we want to let the listeners now listen to uh what what's a good song from your set or your album or whatever we're going to plug it in right here what what are we going to be listening to and we're going to send you out one of these great songs um charlie pride is known as one of the great classic country people of country music and i recorded one of his covers a little thing called crystal chandelier and hopefully these folks will enjoy it as well Well, here you go, folks. Here's Crystal Chandelier. All the crystal chandeliers light up the paintings on your wall. And the marble statuettes are standing stately in the hall. With that timely crowd, they'll have you laughing loud, help you dry your tears. And when the new ash off of your crystal chandeliers I never did fit in too well with the folks you knew And it's plain to see that the likes of me don't fit with you So you traded me for the gaiety of well-to-do Then you turned away from the love I offered you And all the crystal chandeliers light up the paintings on your wall And the marble statuettes are standing stately in the hall With that timely crowd they'll have you laughing loud Help you dry your tears when the new wears off of your crystal chandeliers I see your picture in the news most every day You're the chosen girl of the social world Though the stories say But a paper smile, it only lasts a while Till it fades Crystal chandeliers light up the painting. 
silhouettes are standing straightly in the hall. With that timely crowd, they'll have you laughing loud, help you dry your tears. And when the new wears off of your crystal chandeliers, and when the new wears off of your crystal chandeliers. Well, that was Crystal Chandelier. That was awesome. All right. Thank so I uh, appreciate you guys coming in the studio. What What else do you want the listeners to know? Well, we do have some upcoming events that maybe the community would like to know a little bit about. Of course, the bakery is open uh-huh. every day till about noon. So if you need to order something from the bakery, you can just go on the Lebanon Grand Opry House Facebook page or my Facebook page, Jesse Lynn Fisher. And there is a huge array of orders that you can see. I wish you could. I wish it was a scratch, scratch and sniff, but it's not. <laughs> but you can pick out what you like and just send me a message, and I'll gladly get those orders into them for the next day. And uh, it makes it a nice time for the weekend for dinners and surprises and stuff like that. We do birthday cakes and pies and all kinds of goodies. Now, who's cooking? This? I'm doing it. You're doing it all. I These do guys it all. Not put them to work. No, no, no. They they have their day jobs too. Well, we work, but we do the we eating eat. part. Of it. Yeah, we <laughs> eat. That's right. Hence the two poles now that you need. Now, our biggest event coming up next, of course, we we would love to have the Opry open to to do what we do normally, but we'll get back there. We're most certain that we will, and we do miss everybody so much. And my patrons actually call and they they say how much we miss it. And and um, want to be a part of it once again. So we, we decided during these times that folks are, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs and, oh. you know, food's a necessity. And right. you got lots of family and little kids running right. in and out. And it gets to be a little bit harder on the pocketbook. So the Lebanon Opry is actually going to be sponsoring a um, free pulled pork dinner this weekend. Uh-huh. We'll feed up to 250 people, the first 250 people it's going to be a drive-through in our parking lot. Oh wow! And we're going to have it set up to where all they have to do is give that person a number, how many in their family. We will have it bagged, and hand it into their car window, and off they will go. So do they have to pre-order? They or? do not. Okay, just show up. Just show up. D- I'm sure the line will be clear back to the Golden Lamb, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, we want everybody to you know participate because that's what it's for. It's just to give a little bit of a handout and uh, and a hand up and say yeah. you know it, Easter's on its way. And the, you know the giving time of year, yeah. to, it's always giving to me. But when you get a special holiday, and you just try to make it a little bit brighter. Right. And I heard that the Easter Bunny was going to be there too, and he's got candy for all the kids, which Uh-oh. will also be putting in the in the bags. Qualifying kid. Yes. Qualify. Oh, big kid, little kid. We okay. don't we don't all care. Right. <laughs> as long as it's got chocolate around it, we're all big kids. Now, obviously, this is coming up to Easter. What does Easter mean to you guys? Easter is is just. The wonderful time of year was when, you know, Jesus left that tomb, you know. And to me, um, we're not too uncertain about our times right now. Mm-hmm. And because it's all falling upon that time. So I'm thinking maybe in my heart and when I see, I feel maybe the appear- reappearance just may happen. Who mm-hmm. knows? Mm-hmm. I really don't know and I can't say. But um, it's been discussed a lot between a lot of people. You know, it's yeah. Easter time and all this is upon us. So, I find it fascinating. There's a parallel story. Okay. Children of Israel, obviously in captivity, just about to be released. The night before, God tells them, shut yourself in, partake of the lamb, eat it all. 
meaning Christ, is the Lamb, right? Devour the whole word. Put the blood post on the on or put the blood on the doorpost and get ready because your deliverance is coming. And then we celebrate obviously Passover now as being Easter resurrection. So it's kind of interesting. We're quarantined in our house mm-hmm. with our family, mm-hmm. thinking about what's more important than anything else. And a lot of people have been putting comments on there where they've not been going to church. They've been watching a lot of church and maybe hopefully finding a relationship with Jesus Christ on those uh, services. But I'll, I'll see people. I've been to 10 services today <laughs> you know, talking about how many different messages that they've heard. And so that's why I wanted to ask you, because we're in a season where people need some hope and help. And, you know, you sing about other things, but, you know, there's there's something a little bit more interesting about sometimes. Oh, the Opry is known for their gospel singing too. Yeah, absolutely. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Though. We've got some amazing uh, entertainers. We've got a hometown girl, by the way, Terry, Miss Terry Barnett, and she is one of the ones that folks really enjoy. I mean, you know, everybody's got their hometown favorite that do what they do, but she's right. our little gospel queen, and we we really like it when Terry comes. And um, we got the Landmark Quartet will come out sometimes and do a little show there too, and then. Rick and the guys and all of us will just, you know, we can always throw those in any any time on a Saturday night. It can be church in 20 seconds. So. Absolutely. Do, do you find it going that way sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah, depending on your crowd and yeah. who's there and what yeah. they want to hear. So. And, and we do, we stay tuned to the folks that are there. Uh-huh. And, and we can we can see, hear, and feel where they're at. Right. So we, we'll shift gears with them and deliver what they want. Um, this is probably one of the most professional Opry-style shows that you will find this side of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, it is that quality of a night out. And I, I don't know that we, everybody, if anybody's ever asked for something that we weren't able to provide them from that stage. And uh, with the, with the 100,000 years of talent and skill that's on the stage, somebody's played it or knows how. And this band has become so instinctive. I drive them crazy because we'll have a set list. And in my mind, that's just a suggestion. It, you know, it's like a speed limit sign out there. You know, they'd like you to go 55, but... And so I have a great time just pulling stuff out of the air and working with the folks and doing requests. If somebody hollers something out, heck yeah, we'll do it. Well, when I see a speed limit sign, it's, if, if I'm going over, I just feel like I have met the requirements. I'm just an <laughs> overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ones that go under that cause the accidents. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, also, we love playing out. I mean, for festivals and hometown events, we love to be a part of the community and do that, too. So we are looking forward to hopefully getting out of this quarantine and Uh people getting out to be able to do some of our hometown festivals because we're actually supposed to open up the very first hometown festival this year, which is the Country Music Festival, and they've added Friday night to their... um, festival this year which is a first uh-huh. and they asked us to bring the grand opry house to the street well, that's neat. so we would do that on friday night june the 12th um, from seven o'clock to eleven o'clock that night and uh, we'll be yes long ho- we're hoping we get to do that and if the president and everybody else the governor just feels that it's safe enough and right. that's that's the key word right. safe enough we got to make sure everybody can gather and uh so yeah. with, with the um technology that's available you guys could probably like the garth brooks um show that just happened and some of that you could probably get together and sing and kind of like televise is there any plans to do that maybe uh, we talked you, about we it we just talked about that yeah over you can the stay last six feet away right yeah we stay six feet away and do it right there in the opry house and i think your fans would enjoy that and turn it into like a hey give us your request we watch the screen and we do what they're what they're missing there's a lot of folks doing that out there right now too so you know um and we've been asked but just getting through 
the week. I mean, this bacon thing, I'll tell you what, I'm wore out by the time I get home. I don't think I want to sing, but I do want to sing. Absolutely. That's, I'd rather I just want to know why eat. you didn't bring any samples. I'm uh, telling you what. It's I dinner time. I highly, highly, highly recommend the coconut cake. Oh, that's right. You got one of them. Oh, my get? goodness. Uh, peanut butter pie. Peanut butter pie. Chocolate cake. Okay. Chocolate, coconut, peanut butter, <laughs> carrot cake. I got one oh. of them too. Oh, yeah. It's off yeah. the hook. <laughs> I can be the judge of that. That's I will let sure. you. Now I hate to throw you on the spot, but do you have any acapella stuff you want to do right now? Acapella. Well, come on, music man. What are you thinking? Come on, you can play everything but your mouth. Come on, play that. Bing, bing. Well, they say I play my mouth more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> You did throw us on the spot. I wasn't prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I didn't know that, I'd have brought a flat top, and you could have done yeah. your cheating hard or something. We could still do it. We got a trouble boy and uh, a bass player. And, uh, but we could do my favorite song that we always like to do, which you made words up to it. You know, Miss Dolly Parton's. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you did, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> It's Jolene is one of my favorite songs by Miss Dolly. And I had a hard time, too, because I wrote those alternate verses. Uh-huh. I, the first two times I went through that, I kept singing Jolene instead of... COVID-19. 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 Anyway, well, we'll just do a couple little knots of that yep. song, and yep. then we'll move right along. All right. So. Go ahead. Jolene, 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 I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. Jolene, 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 please don't take him even though you can. So y'all come out and get the rest of this at the Opry House. (laughs) See, he's good at making up rhymes. I'm not. How would you have ended that one? You gotta come and hear her sing. She really is a special thing. She'll sing Jolene every single night. (laughs) So come on out and join the fun. Come on in, why don't you run? And Jesse always makes the evening bright. There you go. (laughs) Good job. Little hand there. That's awesome, Rick. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys for being in the studio. And please come back and uh, update your fans that you'll gain from this uh, podcast and then also update the ones that you already have maybe put this on your social media but uh, I appreciate you stopping in the studio for sure thanks for having us thanks for having us alright you've been listening to Let's Talk it is April the 7th 2020 and it'll be grand when this gets over honey it'll be grand when this gets over babe It'll be grand when this gets over, dancing together in a field of clover, honey, oh baby mine. <laughs>